I've got all the video done. I'm, I'm streaming and everything. We are live at the moment. So I shall kick us in. Welcome, friends, to Tanked Up, the podcast all about video games and beer and occasional rants on bottle openers, capitalism, and, you know, whatever movies. else you feel like talking about movies. Exactly. Uh, it's episode 350. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Hi. And Adol. Hey. Very um, you say. Oh, I wish you would give me a warning. I would have been on time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's crack open some beers. Um, I've uh, I've got two beers this evening. They're both only uh, uh, three three uh, three thirty mil cans. But um, for my birthday, my mum brought me some cans from St Ives uh, oh. Brewery. Who she was she was down there for a weekend. So she thought, why not pick up something? I've never had anything from St. Ives Brewery. Uh, but I've got two beers. One is called Hella, and it's a pale ale, and it's 4.2%, which I'm going to start with. Um, I thought I'd do two because they'll go back pretty quickly because they're both very low oh. percentage, and they're both mm. small cans. So the Hella, which is the pale ale, a traditional pale ale with extra flavor. Dry hop to heighten senses and wake instincts like a storm approaching from the west. Okay, cool. I will crack this open. Lucy! Um, I I think I started talking about Christmas. Yes. And how it's just ridiculously elongated nowadays. Because I have a uh, beer... (laughs) um, I have Christmassy beers. (laughs) Because um, the place I got them from, he said, we got them in early this year because last year they were late. And it's like, Mm. like, you know, everything Christmas themed. If you have it after the day, it's you know, it just loses its inherent value. You know, people don't want to buy it. <laughs> oh, I was gone. say it's cheaper. Completely gone. Which it's is cheaper? Good. Yeah, if you buy things after Christmas that are Christmas themed. Oh yeah, yeah, but it's like you know, the, the, this for the for the store selling it, it's not as good basically. But um, I yeah, care so them. Yeah, but. I'm just saying that's the reason why I have this now. Because what are you drinking, Lucy? Lurvig. What you got? What you yeah. got? Who's it from? Where's I've it from? I've got I've got a uh, Lurvig Jewelbock. Um, uh, 4.7%. Doesn't really have any flavour text. Um, can't make out the hops or the malts. Uh, no. It's just a beer. It's a, it's a bock. I have one beer. Yeah. A beer, sir. Um, of some description, <laughs> yes. It's a free thirty well, mil box. Get, get it open, see what it's like, and Adol will come to you for yeah. what you flashed earlier of a, mm, a, a hefty boy. Lad. Yeah. So, um, I've spoken in the last couple of weeks about Hopknocker, the um, mostly bottle shop, slightly mm-hmm. brew pub that's like a few minute walk away from me. That's only open Thursday to Sunday. Uh, and um, the they they brought in a bunch of Jester King, and then the person who was gonna buy it didn't. So oh. um, I have so Jester King. I don't know if you're familiar with them. If you have heard of them, they're Austin, Texas um, brewery, and I have their Year Ten, uh, a dry hop Ooh. farmhouse ale brewed with Trichticale and oats. It's one pint. It's um. Thunder crash and lightning flash, right hand slash and left a light, span sight, span time, echo forth in tandem rhyme. This fluid gate from solid state embalms a truth in cosmic mind. Jester King is a brewery, restaurant, farm, and event hall located in the beautiful Texas Hill country on the outskirts of Austin. We brew what we like, drink what we want, and offer the rest to those who share our tastes. 
So this is batch number one of the year 10, October 2020, aged a couple years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the notes are, it's a uh, dry hop farmer's ale brewed with oat and triticale malt in celebration of Jester King's 10th anniversary. Embodies some of our favorite characteristics. Herbal op, hop, bitterness, total dryness, mixed fermentation, moderate strength, natural conditioning, and green glass. Thank you for supporting 10 years. Uh, and it's just a beer that I would never, ever have again, ever, generally, but also especially in the UK. Because it's like, this is one of the few places that it came in from Texas. Mm. So I splurged uh, on this and then was like, I need to wait because we are close to 350. And this is one of those things. Um, and I don't know if you heard of Jester King. I've only heard good things. Mm-hmm. Um, also, from you. I, don't, I don't know. Will it autofocus? Look at that fucking cap, oh, guys. That's a nice Look at that cap. cap. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, audio listeners, sorry, fuck you. Foes, foes, foes. I like how Dr. Zeus wrote the flavor text. Oh, yeah. Um, it's yeah. great. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they're like a full-on we do... Like, they're like almost a commune. They just do their thing and then yeah, sell yeah. their mm. beer while doing their thing. Nice. Nice. Nice, absolutely. Right. That's, 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 I was going to echo that. It's some very good flavor text. Um, yeah. Uh, I went back to the can for the St. Ives, uh, for the Hella. When, Lucy, you said that you weren't getting any of the information about what's in the... Uh, um, in the beer, and Adel, I think you got a little bit of what's going on. Uh, this does just give me that it's got a pilsner malt, a pale ale malt, uh, oats and wheat. And actually, it is a pale ale, but it, you that pilsner malt cuts right through. This is really clean, really, really crisp. It's got that kind of very lagery smell to it, a touch of dankness, really malty. Touch a touch bready, but not too much. And a little bit of sweetness. And then that flavour is really clean, really refreshing. But again, a much bigger than you're getting in the nose flavour of sort of a few little bits of bread. A really kind of, it's not quite metallic, but it's up in that level of sort of sweetness, without being too acridic. It's got this nice cutting um, sort of refreshing crispness to it it's very very easy Um, 4.2% so nice and light Mm. this is really easy drinking yeah that looks like a very crisp beer yeah incredibly clear in the glass it it, it foamed up quite well had a a big head about an inch when I poured pretty much most of the um, can into the bottle and that, that head sticking around as well so that's yeah, not much more to say about that really, but it's mm-hmm. almost a little bit of a cross between a like a lager and uh, and a pale ale. So yeah, very nice so far. Mm-hmm. All right, Lucy. Yeah. How was the? Um, was, it, was it a bock or a doppelbock? It's a Jewbock, which um, I've just been on Lerving's website. Um, it's a classic Scandinavian style Christmas lager, brewed oh. with caramel malts and light and a light hoppy touch. This is a real drinker and will we'll hold up to the richness of your Christmas lunch. A true classic. We like it enough to say it should not be uh, just for the Christmas season. But hey, what? that's what dark beers are suited for these days. I disagree. Um, <laughs> you should <laughs> drink dark beers all year round. Yep. As they say. But anyway. Uh, I mean, it being a lager, definitely... Um, I don't know. I don't think it makes me reassess my enjoyment of it. 
Mm. Um, because the reason I picked it up specifically was the same day I had a uh, is it Einger? Einger? One of the uh, apologies, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Um, a Winterbok. Um, mm. uh, the same mm. day I had this. Um, and I think that was doing more. F- that was doing more for me because I don't think think this quite has the depth of flavour that the flavour text um, said. Right. I mean, it's slightly caramelly. Slightly. I mean, I think the dark nut malts are probably what's standing out a bit more. But even with the four point seven percent, you're not getting much roasty, many roasty notes or like dark fruit raisin kind of taste to it you're not really getting that either it seems like a weak porter um okay not even getting getting like the you know the crispness of a lager and like say with the you know dark malts that you'd have in a black ipa so to speak or something Mm -hmm. like that you're not getting a lot of the hops you're not getting a lot of the the crispness of a of a lager Mm -hmm. it's it's uh yeah it's, it's it's a bit weak um which you know for 4.7% not expecting the world but still expecting a little bit more you know mm. a little bit more edge to it a little bit more of that you know maybe caramel or or you know roasted nuts or toffee or something you know some um, sort of depth some sort of like mm. secondary characteristics that mm-hmm. we mean yeah and it looks like i mean certainly I mean, it's, I mean, it's coming on the camera just very black, but yes, you can see like here it look, it looks like a very deep red ale. There's a lot of light bleed and it's quite reddish. Okay. So I'm just expecting you know a bit more earthiness, a bit more something that matches the winter season. But mm-hmm. yeah, not getting it. I think I'd, I'd prefer to like maybe opt for like a red ale or something like that rather rather than this. Um, it's just not bringing it in the in the ways that. The flavor text would imply. So. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Bit of a shame, but it'll probably go back qu- pretty quickly. <laughs> if you hadn't read the flavor text, like, is it just like, so, is mm. it you were disappointed that it isn't as it was espoused, or is it just kind of a flat, boring beer? It is flat and boring because I, I had a little sip before I read the yeah before I got the website up, so I was like, oh, yeah, just add a bit more context of the jewel box, um, but. Right, so yeah, it's just, it's, it's just yeah, it's compoundedly just bad, not just a mislead. Yeah, yeah, it just doesn't. It just doesn't have the. As I say, I think a porter of this strength brings a lot more. Mm-hmm. You know, even from like the coffee and the roasted malts, this this just lacks it. So yeah, mm. yeah, okay. Bit of a, that sucks. Bit of a. Hmm. Uh, you know, I echo that. Uh, um, just you know, going for a red ale or something. Um, we mm-hmm. there was a, a time when we got a lot of rye, red ales oh, yeah. as well. Let's let's get those mm-hmm. back. If you're listening, brewers, get some yeah. more rye. I don't know how easy it is to get over here anymore. I've got no idea. Yeah, yeah fuck. Stop with the oats. Get the rye. Yeah, get some rye. <laughs> um, Adol, yeah, I... we'll come to you for the big okay. beer. Well, I mean, it's a it's a it's the bottle is big. It claims to be just a pint. Oh. Uh, and it's 5.8 percent. Is I think I missed, but like ah, uh, so an American pint I think is 500 is, mil. Uh, is um yeah. Let me. It says one pint, 
9.4 fluid ounces. Well, that doesn't help. Goddamn Americans. <laughs> um, huh. While I do this, this, if someone wants to tell us what 9.4 fluid ounces is. Uh, but uh, I it's, can certainly do that. You can see just how it's like slightly translucent. It's not quite transparent. Like you can see the details of my thumb more than you, I would expect. Um, just, But it's not like clear, like say like a crisp lager. It's just got mm -hmm. a little bit of haze. It's, I mean, it smells like a farmhouse. It's got that, like, sort of more wild yeasty smell coming off of it, that, like, mm -hmm. that, that, nice. that tartness. Um, and a bit of apple off of it as well. Ooh. Yeah. I wish, you know, I lived in Bristol for a billion years, and I still don't know apple varieties. Um. <laughs> I mean, I've, I don't either. Mm. I've lived in the UK all my life, so. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a tarty um and I, apple is it juice almost pink, on the nose pink smith lady smith pink pink lady gala pink lady yeah. smith pink lady smith black mambazo yeah it's one of those <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. those are the ones. <laughs> uh, Ooh, nine fluid did you say mm. did you say nine fluid ounces 9.4 9.4 is about 277 that can't be right. Two seven eight, yeah. Maybe it's nineteen, which would be five hundred seventy-three milliliters. That more sounds like more right. Pint. That sounds like what? What is a U.S. pint in <laughs> mil? No, it's less. According to uh, Google, it's only four seventy-three mil. You know what? It doesn't oh. matter. It's a big bottle, yeah. and it's filled at least this fucking left-handed giant we are beer glass, and there's mm -hmm. plenty left. Yeah. Good, good. Mm. Cheers. Two thirds of a pint. Yeah, well, what's a pint? We've just discovered it means nothing. Um, yeah. This is really tasty. Um, mm, I mean, it looks like a crisp Granny Smith apple. It tastes crisp, not quite Granny Smith. Yeah, again, it's got that farmhouse characteristic, but it's got the like backbone of like a solid ale, um, in the sense that like it feels like a beer. And then it's got layered on top of it is this like slightly appley um, and then very farmhouse sort of wild yeasty um, flesh. I said backbone around fle flesh around backbone. That's a weird mm. metaphor. Just thinking of ribs and air. Mm. <laughs> it's really crisp. <laughs> but what I really like about it, it's it's quite effervescent, and so that crispness yes, kind yes. of bubbles mm. in your mouth. And then as it fades, there's that tanginess from that yeast that, that sits, and that apple in it, appleiness goes away a bit. But you're left with the sweetness from from, from that fruit. Yeah, yeah. So you just have this like slight sweetness and that tartness from the yeast slowly fading together. So it's so primarily tarty um, and a bit sweet. Um, and that sweet makes it so you don't have to. You don't feel like you're being dried out or mm -hmm. like too soured by that tartiness. And again, it's not sour; it's just tart, right? It's that, just that yeah. sourness you get from yeast and yeast alone, rather than the other things. Mm. Um, That's and that sweetness is just sweetness, yeah. yeah, it's mm. just there so that I can enjoy it and not feel like I have to requench. This, I mean, obviously, this is the wrong time of year to have such a like no, refreshing, sharp beer. But I, it's so good, it doesn't matter. Um, it's like I, I buy those beers all year round, from like you know, 
whoever's making these mixed ferment. I, I've, got, I've got like a day or one down there because I don't think I've tried any of the mixed mm. firms. I didn't know um, they'd done any. I didn't. I was going to say, this is news to me. Mm. Yeah, they have a mixed fermentation in the tough room. So, oh. um, like Ooh. next to their main one. So, yes, yes. Um, uh, I've been wanting to go there. <laughs> shit, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's rail strikes. Um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like sleep on the brewery floor. Yeah. Just um, sleep. Sleep in a vat of beer and just drink it. Just in the mash tun. Yeah, in the warm mash tun, just sleeping. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, I love that kind of style. You don't see enough of it. And yeah, that's that's exactly they made it. the journey, you know, especially in a green bottle. Mm. Yeah. So I, it's done well. Mm. It's, yeah, it's really refreshing. And, but again, it has that depth and that interplay that, like, sure, I'm in Durham. Uh-huh. It's been cold and wet for many weeks. Um, <laughs> you would think I would be like, ah, darker beer, please. But this this is working phenomenally because it's just such a quality beer, and there's like, it's just interesting and it's got depth. So that even though it's sort of a light ale, it's not out of place regardless uh-huh. of the weather. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's Honestly, really good. Honestly, incredibly jealous. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this now. Now I'm gonna have to go back to the bottle shop and say. So you had a whole shipment of Jester King, and I bought one of the things. Is anything left? Because I'm super curious with the, what other things these guys are doing. Yeah, like again, I've heard about them, but I had obviously hadn't tried it before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is like exactly what I want out of a farmhouse sale. Mm-hmm. It's like unique in a way, but without leaving the clear category of farmhouse. Mm-hmm. Is it quite funky, or is it? No, so that's the, I guess that's the one thing is I think the quite clean. It's yeah, it's clean. It's crisp, not quite clean. So there is right. like a a bit of not quite muddiness, but it's not like ah, uh, this is the taste gone, right? It's not that yeah, yeah. clean. Um, yeah, I think I it's because though that like sweetness and that um, tartness sort of linger and ebb and flow, so you don't have these like strong orders. Anyway, it's really good. Um, mm-hmm. Given that it's a 2020 limited edition batch thing, uh, I can't say go find it in your store, but like <laughs> seek these guys out. I'm sure whatever else they do is great. Yeah. I don't think I I've ever seen them here in Bristol. I I, I, I I only knew of them from like the internet. I didn't know mm-hmm. you could even mm-hmm. get Jester King in the UK. Be interesting to see who's yeah who's importing it over here and where they're located because it might just be yeah. I'm here I'm importing X amount it's only distributed within this like twenty mile oh, that's radius. That's kind of the vibe I got where it's like they just had these especially the specialty one because someone had asked for like I think they were like we have access to this what do you want and then someone backed out of a sale yeah and then I reaped the rewards. Nice. <laughs> I mean with my pocketbook let's not <laughs> pretend it was cheap. Um. I have uh, like a vulture. I've just opened a second bit. Um because that first one went back just incredibly quickly. Oh, wow. Wait, did you finish um, a beer while while I was rambling? Gone. gone. <laughs> Fucking Christ, this um, is episode three fifty. <laughs> well it did look like very easy and very It was very easy, yeah. it is very easy. Mm-hmm. Um I've got I got two games I need to talk about. Not just one game this week, two games. Oh good, one of them can be my input. That I need I need to jump into. And, and mine, uh, you can have the floor. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Before before <laughs> I do so, um, I've just opened. Uh, I think it's Meal, M E O R, 
Mm. Um, uh, which is an IPA from St. Ives. There's a little bit of flavour text. A classic ale, rounded out with juicy fruit and spicy bitterness. A modern session IPA from the home of the golden sunset and pumping waves. It's 4.8%. This also has Pilsner malt and pale ale malt, along with oats and wheat. Um, so, let's see what they've done differently, whether things have been dialed up or mm. not. It looks very, very similar. Yeah. A little, mm. a little more hazy. You could hazy. have just... Yeah, I, I no longer believe you finished beer. that beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I opened another beer. Look, it's the same one. Uh, you can, uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah. uh, Camera it's a, pans it's, down, and there's just a, a bunch of cans in yeah. front of it. And he's like, ah, it's this one now. <laughs> it's a touch hazier. That's that's it. It's maybe a little more golden rather than straw as well. Um, a bit more fruity on the nose. Okay. Not, like not a big bit more head. Yeah, a little bit like more head. A bit more body as well. A bit too. more body, perhaps. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, not a big nose though. Very, very, very light. Nowhere near as crisp as the as the first bit. It's a lot more subdued. But I'm getting the fruit, and it's maybe a little bit of orange, maybe a touch of. Maybe not other sort of citrus, but maybe something more like some dialed back kind of melon, as well as a little bit of orange. Not a huge flavour on this one, but I'm not getting any of the spicy bitterness that it says. Mm. We'll see as I drink through this, and I'll talk about this one more towards the end of the episode. The three thirty mils really don't go very far, do they? These days, no, no. yeah, mine's almost finished. Yeah. Um, I, I would go and get my other Christmas beer, but that might be Christmas overkill. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till Christmas, Lucy. I, I did pick up some Christmas beers um, as well the other day, so I've got a few to, to, to rattle off in the coming weeks. Um, but I will jump into the couple of games that I've played. Um, both are DLC for games I've already talked about. So okay. the first is... Um, called Finding the Flow Zone, which is the latest DLC for Oli Oli World. Oh, Alright, okay. Yeah. I was like, what game is this? Yeah, I had no... <laughs> would never have predicted that one. Absolutely. <laughs> if, if, if you hadn't have had Oli Oli World afterwards, Finding the Flow Zone could be absolutely anything, but suddenly it's like, yeah. oh yeah, that kind of makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. It's more Oli Oli yeah. World. Of course it is. It, it's not going to reinvent that game massively. Uh, um, but it does add in a few elements which I'm enjoying in how it affects the levels. So they've thrown in, basically, wind. Oh. And the idea is that you go through this level, you do some grinds, you do some jumps, and suddenly get to a point where there is just this big gust of wind which might just throw you up into a higher area or push okay. you a little bit further. And Oli Oli World does a good job of giving kind of hidden or alternative routes in some of these levels and they're quite hard to to get you've got to be quite precise with your jumps or or when you jump off of a grind or missing a grind and jumping instead or or, and things like that to be able to access these and this just adds another dimension to that like level of mastery i suppose Um, oh okay so so is it there to hinder you or is it like low gravity like no Tony Hawk, it's it, it almost like you you're skating along you do a grind you jump and you hit this 
wind which is up pushing you up. Yeah. Um, you know, other games, it's kind of like, here's a fan in the floor which will just give you some boost and, and set you high. And okay. all it really does is it pushes you just that little bit. But I'm starting to find that I will be... I'll do a grind along a rail and the wind will push me the other way. So I'm grinding back along the same rail. So there's lots of back and forth in these levels as well. So, right. you know, Rose, Oli Oli World's levels were this big. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of finding the flow right. zone can kind of be this big because it hits you back and forth that little bit more. Um, but the idea with finding the flow zone is that there's a world collectible map pieces for you to be able to find oh. Radlandia, which is this kind of mythical place um, where everyone loves to go and skate. Right? And you have to collect all of the map pieces. I think there's about 36. So there's three per level. So there's about 12 levels to, to run through in this new DLC. Um I have currently only found one per level, but I can see loads more. I just haven't worked out how to get to them yet. And it must be being able to hit those alternative routes. Where Oli Oli World was, play this level again, improve on your score, do these objectives, do this fun thing. Uh, Finding the flow zone almost makes me feel like it's a bit more explore this level. You're not kind of just trying to get through with the best combo. You're trying to look for those alternative routes. You want to be able to go, right, I see that there's a, a, a wind boost here. If I do it poorly, maybe if I jump the other way when it, you know, when it happens and I direct myself the other way, what happens when I do that? It seems to me that it wants me to kind of explore that little bit more. Yeah, it's um, turned into Super Mario World, basically. Oh, yeah, almost, yeah, 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 absolutely. And it... It's still got that inviting, no, definitely do better, or come and mm-hmm. do these objectives on the level, because they're all, you know, the levels are structured in the same kind of way, get a high score, beat these characters' scores on the level to get a cosmetic item, do these objectives to get a cosmetic item. Um, so it's all very, very familiar. But mm. just adding that little bit of wind and, and, and giving me hints of where some of these puzzle or puzzle map pieces are kind of has me going oh how do i get there i can't do it this way there's no way so Mm. i'm like oh there's another puzzle piece start the level again don't worry about the score i'm doing really well sack the score off i'm not bothered by that let's try and see where i'm going with this so it just changes the perspective of how i'm experiencing the game which is that's cool. Impressive. That's what you want to do. Yeah, absolutely. Impressive in sort of changing that mind span, mindset, and that perspective. Um, but I absolutely bashed my head against the first two levels mm. because to get back into that control scheme was maybe oh, yeah. a little harder um, than ah. I thought it would be. When when I saw yeah. that the the DLC was coming up, I'm like, yes, let's get a code for that. I'll jump straight back into it. Nope. Um, playing that game through from the start and learning how to or relearning how to grind and jump and switch and turn and all of these kinds of things works really well in the original game to build you through that so when you get to the point where you've learned everything you are very fluid at being able to do it coming back to that I'm like oh shit the character's doing a grind and they've just had those little like exclamation marks around their head which means I can switch 
how do I do that again? And it's just press X, basically. Press X and press a different yeah. direction, and he switches the grind. Mm. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, and I just fall off. I'm like, oh, bollocks. Start again. <laughs> um, the first two levels just took so long for me to get past. But once I'd oh, yeah. done it, I'm like, ah, oh, it's just, it, suddenly it just clicks again. Right. I think, well, great. Yeah. I, I can remember how need? to do this. Is to play Oli Oli World for like ten years straight, and then it's <laughs> mm. just ingrained in you to the point where you can't play any other skating game. Uh, yes, absolutely. As I did with Tony Hawk. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Somehow I'm the like the only person who spent more time on Skate than Skate Three specifically than yep. any other game skating game, and it's like mm, that um, doesn't translate to Tony Hawk well. Or Ollie Ollie. Yeah. Great, cool. I guess I'll just suck. <laughs> yeah, that was my experience with skate. So. Oh man, I, I love skate. skating games are just. Uh, I couldn't play the, it because I'm like, this is not Tony Hawk. I, I don't. I my brain yeah, does mm. does not filter down I mean, to my fingers that control scheme. I don't. The thing I like about skate isn't the thing most people like about skating games because it, I liked how you could just like plop ramps and like open world build nonsense and see how to fuck about versus how to yeah but like skate had a bit more flexibility and like there wasn't i think to be honest i think probably the reason why people moved to that is because the level design wasn't as good as tony hawk so you like had to Mm. do it yourself i mean have you made like a 500 foot rail that just goes round and round and oh round yeah and round but and I've also made round. things that clip me through things that I shouldn't clip through to see if I could hit the sub ocean beneath the wow. world or launch myself into space um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that's maybe where like Oli Oli world goes next like space <laughs> not space necessarily uh, uh, finding the flow zone is in the sky it's all about being mm-hmm. at the in in the cloud so you're above everything oh, else just... Um, pre-copying Breath of the Wild too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, more in the like create your own right. scenario whether they would build this like editor that you could do I could absolutely see them going down that route mm-hmm. and suddenly going cool here's here's the newest DLC yeah. it's hit people are still playing the game we've got X amount of people that have come back to it perfect let's put out a, a park editor where people can just jump in d- doesn't this have some like multiplayer stuff and the world it does oh. so there yeah. are uh, you know there's leaderboards on all of the um, yeah on all of the missions as missions no levels um, but there's also kind of a is it daily like one level you get seeded with 11 other players I think mm-hmm. and then you basically just try and do the best on that set level yeah um okay. and that changes you know it's the a different 11 players that you're seeded against every time that that level changes so there is that multiplayer aspect to it but it is more a kind of just beat the score kind of thing it's not you're seeing other players kind of in and around the the space mm. doing stuff it's not a you know like an online skate or or, or kind of right. uh thing i think that's absolutely fine because of the perspective because of the 2d nature of it um it would get very very confusing because it's so fast and so twitch that if you did a jump and you were about to hit a grind and someone just appeared from the other side and took your focus away it'd be very easy for you to miss that there have been like 100 Mario levels or whatever, mm. or Mario 35 or whatever 
It's actually. It, it would be a different the beast. Chaos is it fun. would. It would yeah. be very different. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the netcode probably would um, be whinged about. <laughs> if Nintendo can do it, anybody can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. On the on, on someone the had to fight Nintendo to get code, that as well. Yeah. <laughs> if, if Nintendo has managed to make anything functional on the internet, then anyone and their dog could do it because boy, are they crap at that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, that's it. I said dog, not cat. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. All the other world devs. Uh, Roll seven, just knocking out this year mm. as well. Uh, uh, with their releases um, but if you're listening anyone from Roll7 that's it that's what you've got to do next a park editor or a, a, a level editor and some kind of I can see other people multiplayer 4,000 characters on the screen at once all doing an ollie at the same time uh, is there one game I played and enjoyed mm. uh, wasn't it that side scrolling one not a hero that was like a oh yeah yeah, yeah. action platform yeah. oh you mean by Roll7 mm yeah. Yeah, not a hero's good. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I definitely didn't finish it, but that's because I don't finish games, not because it's a bet. <laughs> well, I think that was one of the things I took away from Roller Drome, was that you can see the DNA of not a hero and Ollie Ollie World as well, or Ollie Ollie, um, within Roller Drome, uh, absolutely building on that kind of very fluid gameplay that they mm. are. Uh-huh. Absolutely skilled at being able to to put together. And Roller Drome in itself is a very different beast from both of those games, while still having that DNA with them. Uh, I mean, your description of Roller Drome really made me want to play it at least once. <laughs> Come around my house, you can play. Uh, oh no! Oh yeah, I'll Wait, just pop just, around. Just, just you know, <laughs> jump on the. Track. Oh, actually, um. I mean, this is like totally inappropriate for a podcast, but I might come by Bristol back in the ten- the weekend of the tenth of December. Cool, all are free. Let yeah, me we're here. We're here. Okay. We we don't go anywhere. Oh no, we are going somewhere at the beginning of December, not the tenth. The weekend before, away. But that's fine. Cool. Uh, perfect. Um, a nice segue to jump into the next game that I have been putting some time into. And again, <laughs> DLC. Visiting friends. Oh. <laughs> um, so I've. Uh, I've been given a code for Bloody Ties. So we started off with Finding the Flow Zone. That was with Oli Oli World. Bloody Ties. What do do you guys think that might be with? I assume it's... I know what it is. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Hitman DLC. Yeah. (laughs) It's Red Tiger. It's even redder. I assumed it's just about, like, an enthusiastic um, dresser at a clothing (laughs) shop. That's just, it. Just just pulls them tight a little too Exactly. Tight. It's 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 Agent Forty Seven in the uh Garrick role from Deep Space Nine. He's just now a fake tailor slash assassin. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I guess the problem there is the ties would have to be like g- garot sinewness. <laughs> Otherwise he would just be Oh it's, yeah, it's like an elastic thinking, tie. It's not even one you do up, it's like elastic. Or it yeah, looks at least gonna, like elastic, but it's just yeah, garot wire. Right. The thing is, you need it to be the wire, otherwise it's not bloody. It's just strangulation, yes. and that's not bloody ties. That's just killing time. That's true. That's true. Um, um, I don't know. So, so bloody ties. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell you because I've got to get into it. Um, it's dying like two. Um, I know. I knew. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Mm. Yeah, that came out this year. If you didn't. Dying Light Two came out this year. Oh, I'm aware, um, but like Dying Dying Light Two Bloody Ties. Yes, it's the first like story DLC that they've released, and uh, it's it's about like how how best to describe Re- relationship it. Relationship ties, well, familial ties. Kind of. Um, you're it's kind just, of. Thrown into so within uh, Villador, the the city, there is now this like arena combat place. So you can go and uh, try out for like yeah for this like fighting pit basically. That is that is a. I mean, just gladiatorial. Is there anything more video game than that? Absolutely not. It's like Absolutely DLC in an open world game. Well, they're just gonna have this. Uh, I mean, fight. You know, yep. Thunder, Thunder yeah, no. completely, completely. But the characters that you meet are father and son. Um, there's other characters I like the the, 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 the brother uh, was killed. Um, so there's like lots of story around that. But the I haven't delved too much into it. So this is just like first impressions. Um, it's more dying light. Um, again, it's mm-hmm. not reinventing the wheel with that game. Um, a game that maybe I took to a bit quicker than uh, going back to Oli Oli World to go, oh yeah, this is yeah. familiar, boom, let's go. Um, I don't know whether that's just the kind of action, because I've been playing a lot of uh, Valhalla, um, hmm. whether oh, it's right. just the action that. you know, genre that I'm like, okay, cool, it, it's, it's first person rather than third, but a lot of this is very similar. Great. You also like... If I recall correctly, liked Dying Light Two because it was like just the thing. Like it wasn't like it excelled specifically, but it was like it scratched the itch that you wanted in that genre. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I think this is this is more of it, it's more of the same essentially. And I'm at a story point where I could very easily just go off and do this now. So I'm like, cool. Uh, I'm at a point where like we have to make a decision quick. I'm like. Nah, I'm gonna go and do this DLC stuff over here instead. I don't worry about that decision kind of thing that I've got made. Um, but the first stages of that, you 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 get into some pit fights and you do some stuff, and then it's like, right, now go around the city and do these challenges. And it's like, cool, I'm I'm up for that. I can I I like the challenges in Dying Light too. That's fine, and they dial it up a little bit i don't know whether they expect you to be a much higher level or or for people to have like completed the game to then come back to this with that level of skill that comes with that because again it's it's one where i went into an interior space of a building and had to collect some things and it's like here's a gun i'm like oh cool Mm. i haven't had a gun brilliant and it's just pop and as soon as they're alerted, you're just swarmed constantly. So you've got to be like quick on your toes and move about and popping them off with this, yeah. uh, with this gun constantly. Like it's it's tense. It's like when you start talking constant. about quick in that game. And, uh, uh, and yeah, it, I'd die. I I I I liked it. I liked that level of challenge for it. And it, it took mm. me maybe two or uh, maybe four attempts at that combat one. I think the uh, there's a like traversal speed run kind of thing. Get through the the city as fast as you can, kind of thing. That took me a couple of times, and then one which is a 
some zombies are going to rush you and they're going to explode and you'll die but you've got to kill 20 mm. of them before they can get to you here's a crossbow like cool crossbows are cool um, mm-hmm. and that kind oh, of the, the number being like a goal is so specific to this genre yes I think hel- yeah. explains exactly how it's satisfying but rote absolutely but it also is this is an open world game but for these parts we're going to put you into this nice very limited space that you can't escape from and as soon as you've done as soon as you've hit 20 it doesn't matter if there's 10 more over there you're just transported magically away Um, because it's not about killing zombies it's about achieving your goal (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly so I mean on one hand I like the level of challenge that they've given but on the other I think there could have been a better way to implement it into the open world as they've yeah. done with almost everything else like you, you you're in yeah. the open world for that game you're never really transported away to kind of do anything if mm. there's a challenge it's, it's like just do it mate just just get on with it like is, is this dlc free because i know they put out a ton of free dlc for the first no game, right? it's not free um mm. where is steam um cuz yeah for something as you know, as rote as this, you just think, yeah, just free update, you know? You yeah. Know, knock yourselves out, but yeah, I think if it doesn't offer much beyond that, depending on what the price point is, is it worth it's it? It's £8. Uh, especially, yeah, Ooh. especially with that audience being accustomed to getting free stuff. It may be hard to, you know, handbrake turn, we're going to go in another direction and this is... Is this the first DLC they put out for this game? Uh, so yes, yeah, the first like story DLC they put right. out. Right. Okay. Yeah. If this is the, you know, the introduction to paid DLC and might be a bit of a awakening for people. I mean, potentially. Like, I'm just trying to find uh, how long does it take to beat the DLC. Um, Bloody ties is. About between eight to twelve hours, let's say. Oh, okay. okay, that's that's. So it's significant. And how much yeah. was it? Eight, eight, eight quid. So like yeah. a quid an hour. Yeah. That's more than fair. Yeah. Maximum. Yeah. That's not bad. No, yeah, and, yeah. and and I think the because it, it's not sort of a we've taken you away from the main story and here is now the DLC that you experience. It's mm-hmm. more of a. It's intertwined with the open world, whilst the challenges take you out of the open world at least you're running through the open world to get to where the challenge kind of starts and you could as i've done with the main story gone park that let's go and do this thing over here you could do exactly the same with the dlc and just flow through different parts of this game um and i think that's one of those where you're like yes it's eight hours but actually if i'm still doing a bunch of stuff within the world this mm. is just it's it's extending my play by eight hours and Dying Light was already, you know, from the, the weird kind of 7, press releases, hours, like a right? million hours. Um, you'll never oh, leave yeah. this game. This is the only game you'll ever play forever. That's actually that really fun. interesting that the, that the first story-bound DLC is like 8 to 10 hours. After they're like, what if you would have to be seven contiguous people to even <laughs> enjoy this entire game? But also, our DLC is a workday. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> more a work day to like, not quite an Amazon worker's work day. Like, yeah. it's like in the I mean, rain. Definitely not. But it's even more ironic because, you know, I'm sure even the people who played it forgot Dying Light came out this year. So the fact that they were telling that it was like, thousand hours it'll take over your life. It's just like, did it? Yeah. <laughs> did it even come out this year? <laughs> What is that game? Yeah, that was just stupid marketing and obviously not... Probably not, you know, directed from the actual people making the game. Yes, (laughs) yeah, potentially. Just marketing, like, Um, you you will live and die in this game. It's like... (laughs) I'd rather Um, not. I mean, it it was a February release uh, for the... Someone's put a thousand hours into it. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's definitely people who have played a lot of time. I mean, it... It was that horrible time for anyone who wasn't Elden Ring, right? Like, yeah, yeah, and and like the fact that they bragged about the length without having the depth that didn't, with Elden Ring on the table was like, yeah. So now you are just obviously <laughs> padding, like you, like you, there's no comparison. Like that's I, I think they the said it was like time. I think they said that they you'd have to play through multiple things, uh, multiple playthroughs mm. to see everything i think that's what they were trying to get yeah there are there are decisions that you can make in the world mm-hmm. to sort of say i'm going to align more with the survivors or i'm going to align more with the pk who are the sort of authoritative kind of figures um so that that well, that then, alignment yeah, does lock stuff off hours, yeah. you know like i could play telltale's walking dead which is a two-hour episode if i choose a different option every dialogue choice it's going to be a different game and then it's a thousand hours so hmm yeah, um, I just had a quick look through the reviews yeah, on Steam. The mm-hmm. highest I have seen so far from someone who has reviewed the game mm-hmm. is 178 hours. Oh, <laughs> Even, so well, they don't know what the game's account. about. Yeah, yeah they've, they've just they've done got, the introduction. They've got no idea. Most people are around 50 odd hours. There's a lot that are okay. more, but so oh, 20, oh okay. that's actually 196. I've just seen. If most people so are at 50, that's actually kind of an indictment of a game that's bragging about its longevity, right? Well, I mean, sort of, because it's kind of... we've I've decided at 50 hours I'm going to review this. Am I, you know, am I done with the game, potentially? Right. Oh, I, my I guess God. I just mean, like, if you felt like you've seen enough of the game to, like, talk about it when it's supposed to be this epic thing... 50s a small number. Very much. I, I, That's all. It's also... But also, I, I don't think doing all the things in that game is getting a sense of the game. I just I think this speaks to the fact that you understand how the game works at 50 hours. Yeah. And the fact that they've bragged fun. about 1,000 is like just... This disconnect is just evidence of the thing we we talked about months ago when they were like, oh, 1,000 million years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ten lifetimes, and it, but it's not like people have got a hundred odd hours in, and it's all mm. uh, it's all roses. There's there's negative reviews where people have played over a hundred hours of this game as yeah. well. Um, it's kind of crazy, yeah. To then give a neg- I just I, I I don't unless it's like an update and it fundamentally messes with a game. So like. Magic the Gathering and they push an update and it's like breaks the game or something and then you give a negative review I don't I don't understand playing a game for 50 hours 
And then like, something that doesn't I, have a tail, you know. So, it's, like, it's so 50 hours like in, it. it turns out I've never liked this. It's like, why the <laughs> fuck did you spend 50 <laughs> hours then? Yeah, like, how is that even possible? <laughs> to give a negative review of something. I, 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 I can't. <laughs> if, if it's not a live game and it doesn't get, like, updates, how do, who is that person? Mm. What did that review say? Um, I can find the, one cliff that says, okay, I wonder whether it's continuous and not when, uh, because it says, so there's a, there's a review here. Doesn't it tell you the time, the amount of hours they put in at the I'm, time I'm, of review? Yeah, I'm just going to click on the review then... to see what information I have, because there's a review here that says 108 hours on record, 7.2 hours at time of review. Yeah, oh, yeah. Then well, that's well, not, that's the, yeah. yeah. So, so the, was the review positive or negative? Because if it was it, negative, yeah, fuck it's, it. It's negative. In you know, my seven hours, I, I've encountered so wait, several bugs and blah blah blah. So I hated this after seven hours, and then I've played a subsequent ninety-three or more, and yeah. am not going to fix my review. Is that the potentially? Potentially, I'm going to have a look at one. That's something that's, that's like 70. buggy, I can get it if if you're willing to tolerate it. And you enjoy the core game, but it's just like there was a ton of bugs game. I, I, I can understand that. Yeah, I feel I like. Yeah. I guess where I stand is like if you reviewed it at like some absolute value of, of hours and then you've done like a factor of 10 more, oh. you kind of have to say something, especially if it's negative, because why the fuck would you have done. 10 times as much in this game if you hated it or like disliked it and like it there's no accountability on steam yeah. i mean oh, completely there's no we moral make compass it, that's our first anybody. t-shirt that we're gonna push uh, <laughs> or something because like yeah of course, good lord yes no moral compass again no there's a um there's a review no here shame. which is 115 hours on record the review was given at 11.7 hours they played 4.4 hours in the last two weeks. So whether they've gone back for DLC or not, it could just be they've jumped back in or, or you know, potentially DLC. But the review is negative. Uh, um, talking about the texture quality uh, of mm. things and not something that I've kind of come across. Uh, but maybe in time, the game will be better optimised. And I changed my review. They haven't changed their review. Um Maybe it hasn't been better optimized. Maybe well, maybe it hasn't, but they played another maybe, fucking yeah. hundred and four yeah, hours yeah, of it. That, that kind of thing I can sort of get, but the, if it's like the structure of the game or the content of the game, then it's like, yeah, you are a nutter if you're giving a negative review mm. than playing another yeah. six hundred hours of it. Um, but absolutely nutter. Yeah, that's that's uh, bloody ties as it stands at the moment mm. in the, the state of Dying Light Two on on Steam. I'll give some more information next week. Uh, it's probably what's going to take up most of my time for the for the next week, uh, depending on how much time I actually get. But you know, eight hours. I think it's one that I'd like to see through um, because mm. Dying Light Two is such a big game. I'm not kind of trying to rush through the story, but. Mm -hmm. I think I would prioritize now I know that this is a nice quest line or a big chunk of the game and it's going to hit about 8 hours I'm like cool I'll do that um, so it's actually a, 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 an easy way to get me back into it um, again at £8 it's an interesting kind of price point to think let's try and entice a few more people 
back into the game who maybe dropped it a little mm-hmm. bit early and saying, look, yeah. yes, this game has hours and hours and hours of content and it might take you 50 hours to do the main quest, but just eight hours of your time, give us that, we'll get you back into the game and then you might continue playing the rest of it. Yeah, or get up to that phase. Absolutely, or yeah. how many people <laughs> finish the game and then want more. There must be kind yeah. of a little bit oh, yeah. from both camps that they're sort of aiming for in here. I'm definitely the, the first, like, Played a little bit, like a dropped it. Time to release it though. Like, when did it come out last week? Uh, the tenth. Isn't that like around God of War time or something? The ninth. The ninth it came out. Uh, yes, oh, that was around God, God of War, of War time. War, yes, absolutely. Oh. So, Dying Light yes. Two came out around Elden Ring time. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, <laughs> and now yeah, the DLC. I remember because yeah. you were like, oh. I'm doing this, and Lucy and I are like, but what, is, what is this nonsense? Yeah. 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 There are dragons and stuff to slay. <laughs> I, wait, have you killed a dragon yet? Not my cat. No. I haven't gone back to it. Like, I've been wanting to. I, to I just to the lands between. I still remember our conversation where it was like, oh, we play this game so differently because yeah. I fucking figured out how to kill that first dragon so quickly. I'm it's like a... I think I'm ready. Let's do this. And you're like, I'm why would I fucking waste my time <laughs> fighting that dragon? I could go this over here. Um, and it was like, ah, oh, this is why this game is really great because mm-hmm. we are both like enamored it. with this, and we are clearly approaching it very differently. Mm. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a run button for like 50 hours. So I was playing it very differently <laughs> to most people. Um, yeah, uh, I want to get back to it before the end of the year. Yeah, I, so that's that's like yeah. on my list of like, look, I I obviously viewers know that I haven't been playing any games for a while, but that's a game I want to like tune back into specifically because yeah. I want to be clear about what made it amazing to me and like my set of games is very small this year. Refresh, it, yeah. It was like it immediately was like this is a game I'm not gonna forget and I want to like pursue but refresh that happened. yeah so i want to i want to be able yeah. to talk purely about it same because you know like i've played some really good games since then but um yeah in terms of like thinking this is what games can be like thinking like you know 20 years ago this was unfathomable just to what it is now it's just like yeah 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 that, that, i think that's going tough spoilers <laughs> If there um, was any, if there was any doubt, what's going to be top of mind? The deal's this. You, you're coming to that episode to see what Ben's is. Ben's going to go like <laughs> yeah. left field. Oh, yeah. mine's all over the place. Have like a mobile indie yeah. game. That's, yeah. Um, that's a Florence-like or something top of his. Yeah. Florence-like is a what a great, what a great just that term that makes me excited for very like oh we, the world needs more Florence-likes. Um, it does. Can I? I haven't played games in a while. Mm-hmm. My life is busy. Um, it's busy in a way that it hasn't been for a while. And I think in episode 350, I am now in the place where I was for a large chunk of this podcast where because of like PhD guilt and bouncing around the world, I wasn't... Look, somehow I have lasted as a co-host on this podcast where many weeks <laughs> I have not played games. Um and in the past couple of years, to get rid of you. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> we've tried. We tried sending you off to Durham with no internet. It, and tur- it turns back. out you guys have to be explicit because I'm that dumb <laughs> and can't take a hint. 
Um, That's why we said get the job in Durham. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but so why one? So like one of the themes of this podcast is that Dale's scrabbling for something to talk about because he hasn't played a game. But it's been really interesting to have not been disinterested or like dissuaded, just not finding the time. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is like functionally different, but also just like yes. we we've talked a bunch over somehow three hundred and fifty episodes about like the ebbs and flows of gaming and like how it is as a hobby and um I'm super impressed that Ben has managed to still like steer the out of lives ship and like do assign review codes and get through somehow two games this week while also being super busy at work and having doubled the amount of children in this household recently. And I'm like, I have a job, finally! I can't handle fucking shit! I mean, uh, just just four hours of sleep a day. That's that's the key. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, so when I did my philosophy degree full-time, uh, while I was a full-time employee of a university and like tried to hold down friendships, hobbies, and a relationship, my solution was five hours a day of sleep for three years. But I was in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been able to do that. I need like 12. I mean, like, four, no matter what. four hours of sleep <laughs> and then get up at like, I don't know, six. And uh, I'm, not, I don't, I'm not going to bed at two, by the way. It's just four hours because yeah. babies get up in the night and you're awake for a little bit and it's very it's, broken. It's disjoint. It's, it's not contiguous. Four or five hours. Get up at six and then it's... Uh, uh, the the way to win the day is three coffees before seven o'clock. <laughs> oh, man. That's it the only way miserable. I can function. <laughs> I'm drinking less coffee because I have less consistent access. I haven't figured out how to, like... Basically, what I need to find just is a coffee shop. A like good coffee, days. yeah. Yeah, good coffee that I can buy the ground. So the problem mm. is, if I'm drinking coffee at home, I always buy beans. But at work, uh-huh. I, that doesn't help. Yeah. So I just don't take beans. So now I need to find ground coffee or grind coffee. Pre- I'm, I'm not going to grind coffee and take it to work. What am I, some sort of weird asshole who plans things? You work in a university. Everyone's like that. <laughs> Um, like so every, I need I need to because I everyone's wearing like the jackets with the what is it suede elbows. <laughs> no, it's leather, tweed, leather patches. Tweed, tweed, yeah, leather patches. patches. It's, it's tweed with yeah. Mm. I'm actually yeah. impressed. Look, look, no elbow patches. I'm cool. <laughs> I'm still hip. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 a weird thing where I'm working harder and I could use the caffeine boost, but I haven't found the balance of like. The first few weeks, I just bought like a thing of instant coffee, right? And then I just, and then I was just, and then at the same time, oh, someone was like, oh, I, I have an extra kettle. Does anyone want it? Otherwise, I'll just put it in the postgrad room. And I was like, fuck those postgrads, <laughs> give me that kettle. Uh, <laughs> um, and then suddenly, I realized that every time I was thirsty, I was just making an instant coffee, which meant that I like went through this like big thing of instant coffee and then when that ran out I was like oh I don't want to continue having instant coffee but also now I'm not having coffee every day oh I need to figure this out <laughs> get it figured out that's the key to life yeah. uh, key to my life at least um, mm. should we finish out there for the episode Lucy I know that we haven't got to uh, a couple of games that that's you fine. played but so maybe we will 
Focus more on what see. you've been playing next week. Yeah, next week, because I've just been playing Pentiment and mm. I haven't finished it yet, so yeah, next week. Perfect, we'll perfect. When you've finished it, we can, mm. we can talk about it. Uh, so the beers. Um, I didn't talk much about the Mior from St. Ives Brewery. Um, a bit of a disappointing beer. Or uh, disappointing because oh. I didn't know what to expect, but they didn't do very much. Um, there was a little Did bit more, more than fruit the than the uh, the Heller, um, but this oh. is a this is a great beer, the Heller. Yeah. Um, it, it instantly impressed. Nice, crisp, clean. A little bit more of a pilsner than a than a pale ale, or a little bit of a mix in between, sort of the two of them. Um, but a really <coughs> good sessionable beer that was just very very enjoyable. Uh, whereas the meal just lacked a bit of depth. It lacked a bit of flavour. It's a little bit bigger, but it's still only 4.8. Um, but calling it an IPA, I think, makes you think it's going to be that bit bigger. It's going to have a lot of mm-hmm. fruit and, and be a bigger taste. But it wasn't. Um, it's a little bit more subdued. It's a little bit uh, not as um, the head suggested, and it being maybe a bit more full-bodied and, and viscous. It wasn't that. Uh, um, from the from the Heller, um, so yeah, not quite as good. But the Heller is a really good beer. So yeah, yeah. the top pick for me this week. Uh, Lucy, we'll come to you. Yeah, it it, it failed to impress. Um, mm. I mean, it was I think it was about two pound fifty. So this is what you buy your family <laughs> if you're, you're buying <laughs> drinks for Christmas. You give them this, which is like yeah. It just didn't do enough. Didn't have enough depth. Um, I'm not expect, as I say, I'm not expecting the world from a 4.7 percent mm-hmm. beer that is labelled as a lager, um, a dark lager. But expecting more from that style, yeah. even if it's just a lager, or if it's a dark beer, expecting more dark malts on the um, flavour, and you know, just even the aroma. You want something, but um, yeah, d- d- didn't didn't do it for mm. me. You, you, it's one of those where you're sat at Christmas. You're just thinking about opening up that 14% Imperial Stout. It's cost you like yes. 10 quid. You're like, hmm, <laughs> someone's going to want some of this. What can I do? No. Oh, let's get the £2.54% black lagers or black IPAs or these other yeah. beers that are definitely yeah. like, oh, it's a Christmas beer. You have this one. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. fade off Thank into the distance with your <laughs> very decadent beer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the saving grace is that I'm feeling under the weather this mm. week, so it's all right to have a bad beer because I wouldn't probably be able to taste <laughs> all the beautiful things in a really good beer, you know. So. Well, e- e- even when you're under the weather, it's all right to have a bad beer because there's always a good beer around the corner as well. Yep, and I'll be picking those up next week. Yeah, <laughs> someone who still lives in Bristol. <laughs> yeah, that is, I mean that is literally true for me. There is good beer around the corner. So yes. Um, oh, I know where you live. Adol, <laughs> uh, uh, I see you still supping away. I mean, it's because whatever the fuck a fluid ounce is, there's a lot in this bottle. <laughs> um, and also, uh, it's like it's refreshing, sharp, crisp without being clean. So it has that slightly muddled thing, which is exactly why I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's such a great farmhouse ale. Mm-hmm. As in the sense of, like, it's clearly a farmer's sale, but it's doing something else. I would gladly have a second bottle mm. almost any day of the 
cool. year. Like, it's just very, it's a very good beer. Nice. Um, the jealousy. Really yeah, it's really good. That's, 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 that's all that's I want to say. It's great. I'm glad, I'm glad I saved it for Ep 350, uh, but also... Mm, I want more. <laughs> uh, so what I, what I was going to say is, like, it's so good, but also, like, in a quintessentially farmhouse ale way, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, slamming it back. Like, it yeah. has that length, right? Like, mm. it because of the yeast that's involved, I'm not... My, my palate is still engaged with it, like, minutes later. So the reason why this whatever a 9.4 fluid ounce slash American pint is is still going isn't because I was bored is because I haven't felt the need mm. to requench because yeah. the, the the tail is still just as interesting as most of like the taste mm-hmm. it, um, it sates you mm-hmm. it, it satiates you just yeah to... I'm fully yeah. sated and then it's like oh I'll do a cup of zip and then well, when this gets low enough, I top it up, and it turns out that doesn't drain the bottle fast enough for this episode. Um, <laughs> it's f- really good. I'll be reveling in your torture that you don't have another one, so that that makes me feel better. Oh, I mean, <laughs> what I want to say is, like, if this is any way related to the other things they do, if you see a Jester King thing, fucking grab it mm. and tell yeah. me if I'm wrong, because I just think yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like, this is so cleanly, clearly made... I just um, want the bottle cap. It's cool. Hmm? I just want no, the I'm really cap. annoyed because the I, I on the walk home, I had to buy a bottle opener mm-hmm. and it stretched the cap a little mm. bit, uh, right? Because it's just yeah. one of those bottle caps. Like you can see it, and and it's like, oh, this is a fun bottle cap. I'm annoyed that it wasn't like a clean. Gives gives you an excuse to hunt them down again. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to kill that Jester King. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's a good beer is what I'm saying. Good. good. I, I have fa- I, Because of this beer, I have faith in this brewer, not just because of the things I've heard before. Mm-hmm. No, nice. It seems like they're stocked in, on UK. Uh, yeah, they're not cheap. Be- like, I've looked up other places. Beer that Gonzo, have- that's the one that I go to oh. in Coventry. Ooh, that I haven't been to in ages. Ooh. But yeah, that's where I used to go to when I was pretending to do work. Oh yeah, got a few there. Yeah, three, three different ones. So. Well, maybe I'll off to Coventry tomorrow. To there. <laughs> At some point, maybe before the What's end. What's Coventry year. to you yeah. like? Thirty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, nice. I mean, it's thirty minutes for me to get across Bristol to go to the bottle shop. So I mean, same, same. I mean, it takes sometimes an hour for me to get to my bottle shop in yeah. Birmingham. It's just that. Coventry live right by the motorway. So it's like, <laughs> Sorry, no one's I know going we're trying to, to sign off, but you're talking about like taking time in Birmingham, and I shared Ben and I's story of the time we came to Cotter's Wines' uh, birthday, where both of us wandered the streets for various amounts of time, and they're like, "What well. the fuck are you? And how do you have a friend who's the same?" <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, Lucy's the only one who holds it together, and and we laugh. <laughs> Ah. It was a night. It was a Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Best of nights. I just remember hanging on a street corner, drinking candy. <laughs> just straight out of the I, yep. I remember yeah, the hours between 5 and 7 a.m. really well, but everything <laughs> else, not so much. 
<laughs> more of that to come hopefully in the future I would assume yes. uh, I mean the older we get the more we'll wander the streets the, the, the earlier we'll start <laughs> to wander the streets that's not how normal probably. friend groups work but it's definitely yeah. ours as well yeah. uh, good let's finish there for this episode um, it's been 350 episodes you can go back to your podcast service of choice and listen to all of them if you want and give us a rating and review it's always very helpful and bring other people into the conversation tell them about us as well uh, we are at tanked upcast on the socials on twitter whilst it exists on i mean on any of them whilst they exist i suppose but on twitter and on instagram i'm at nova underscore 47 lucy is and adel is at the omniarch uh, we're not all doing quite as much as we were from the you know past sort of uh, the first six months of the year loads of vods of, uh, of first looks that adel had been uh, um, playing up on our youtube and uh, they're probably not on Twitch anymore, are they? They only keep them for a certain amount of days. No, Twitch is like a 30 day. You can go and search for Out of Lives almost everywhere and hit our YouTube channel to see previous episodes and those plays that Adel has done, plus other reviews. Or go to outoflives.net to see everything that we do if you want to come and talk to us about beer or video games or anything else. Movies, TV shows. Uh, come and talk to me about Andor. Mm-hmm. It's great. Um, you can do that on our Discord and just hit one of us up and we will send you a link for that I think that's all the places I think that's all the things I think that's all the games and all the beers not all the games we've missed Lucy it's all the beers that we've drank at least in within this one and a bit hours uh, it wouldn't be 350 episodes without me just drawing this out Fading. for far too long we've been taking it by uh by someone should name 350 games. Oh wow! <laughs> and they can't Mario leave. Well, like now, Super Mario. Brothers. <laughs> yeah, and they can't leave. <laughs> and t- we just Super we just Mario leave the stream Brothers going. Three. The, the other two Mario leave. World. <laughs> just... uh, like, he started. He started. It's, it's him. He's doing it. Uh, wait, how many was it? 350. Uh, I'm gonna run to Mario <laughs> games. Uh, Mario Party one through eight. That gets us. To, oh, I've already lost the math. <laughs> That gets us to 307. <laughs> that would be so easy. You just say Final Fantasy, all it of does. them, and yep. then you're up to, like, five fans. Um, actually, I think you'll find out that if there was a fantasy that was final, there would only be one. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Mm. Oh, dear. We're done. Goodbye. Oh, I also... Yeah. I, I, I have to say ciao. So I'll say ciao. You said it twice now. Yeah, I was naming a dog breed, the Chow Chow, and I hadn't actually said the thing, which ends the episode where you all say goodbye and I say ciao, which I've just done. Ciao. Bye. www.outoflives.net